Welcome to Books and Sound. I'm your host, Don Beavers, and this episode contains a digitally remastered theatrical presentation of one of the great works of literature. Please remember to subscribe so that you can enjoy new episodes as they are released. This podcast is provided free and offered without commercial interruption. If you enjoy the episode, please leave us a positive review so that we can grow the podcast. Enjoy. The Hollywood Radio Theater. and Catherine Beaumont in Peter Pan with John Carradine. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Irving Cummings. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight I want you to go with me to Never Never Land because we're going to tell you one of the most enchanting stories of all time, Peter Pan. Peter Pan was created by the great playwright, James M. Barry. It was our own Walt Disney who brought Peter and his charming little friends to the screen for everyone to enjoy. And as our stars from the original cast, we have those two talented youngsters, Bobby Disco and Catherine Beaumont. We also will present John Carradine, a fine actor, whom I had the pleasure of directing one of his first pictures. Now, Peter Pan, starring Bobby Disco as Peter and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy, with John Carradine as Captain Hook. Stopping these boys with a lot of ridiculous stories, Captain 
cook indeed. Peter Pirate. Oh, Peter Pan, Father. Poppycock. Absolute poppycock. Now, now, George. Mary, our daughter's growing up. It's high time she had a room of her own. Oh, oh, Father. Not, not please. You heard me. A room of your own, young lady. This is your last night in the nursery. Oh, oh, yes, and you too, Nana. Out you go. Out, out, I say. Oh, dear. You really think it's a good There will be no more dogs for nursemaids in this house. Come along, Nana. We have a very comfortable dog house in the garden, and there you will stay. Goodbye, Nana. Poor Nana. Poor Nana. Poor Nana. What about poor father? Yes, it's poor Nana. Don't look at me like that. It's nothing personal. It's just an... Well, you're not really a nurse at all, you know. You're... You're... Well, you're a dog. And my children are not puppies. They're people. And sooner or later, people have to grow up. There now. Keep well, Nana. See you in the morning. A few moments later, Mr. and Mrs. Darling were on their way to their party. George, do you think the children will be safe up there without Nana? Safe? Of course they'll be safe. But Wendy said something about a shadow. I know. What shadow? Peter Pan's. Wendy says she found his shadow. Oh, Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan. You don't say. Good gracious, whatever shall we do? But yet. Come there, Paul Scotland Yard. Oh, Mary, of all the impossible fiddle panels, Peter Pan in Now, had Mr. Darling turned to look, he would have seen two visitors there in the moonlight, high on the roof. One of them looks very much like a boy. Which is only natural, since he is a boy. None other than Peter Pan. But he'd have had to look more closely to see his companion. A very tiny companion, no larger than, well, the Gaffina. For she's a pixie. A very pretty, saucy little pixie. Her name is Tinkerbell. Now, Tinkerbell never talks, never says a word. She has a special language, all her own. And it sounds something like this. I told you, Tink. We had to fly down here to find my shadow. And just as soon as we find it, we'll fly back to Never Never Land. Well, there's the window. You ready? Here we go. All right, Tink. Now search the room. You look there, and I'll look over here. Just help me find my shadow. It was Tinkerbell who found it, lying in the top drawer of the dresser, just where Wendy had left it. Well, all I have to do now is throw my shadow back on. Then we can go to... Girl, you're supposed to be asleep. But you woke me up. And you found your shadow. Oh, I do hope it isn't rumpled. You know, Peter, you look exactly the way I thought you would. Oh, a little taller, perhaps. Look at that. Oh, Peter, what in the world are you trying to do? Well, I'm putting my shadow on, of course. With soap? <laughs> you can't stick a shadow on with soap. It needs to be thrown on with needle and thread. You sure? Uh, well, no, but I think so. Now, I'll find my sewing gears and stick it on in no time. Of course, I knew it was your shadow the minute I said it. And I said to myself, I said, I'll put it away for Peter Pan until he comes back. Oh, it's sure to come back, I said. And you did, didn't you, Peter? Oh. But what I don't understand is, it, Peter, how can I sew your shadow on if you keep flying around the room? Girls talk too much. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my name is Wendy. Wendy, Laura, and... Wendy's enough. Oh. Now, how did Nana get your shadow in the first place? She jumped at me the other night. Over there at the windowsill. But what were you doing on the windowsill? I came to listen to your stories, of course. My stories? Oh, they're all about you. That's why I like them. I taught the lost boys. The lost boys? Oh, I remember. They're your helpers. Oh, I'm so glad you came back. I might never have seen you. Why not? Oh, because I have to grow up starting tomorrow. Grow up? 
But that means no more stories. Not even one. No, I won't have it. Come on. Come on? But where? Back where I come from. Never Neverland. Never Neverland? You'll never go up there. Oh, Peter, it would be so wonderful. Oh, but what would Mother say? Mother? What's Mother? I, you don't know what Mother is? Mother's someone who, who loves you and cares for you. And tell you stories? Good. Now come on to the window. And when I tell you, please no, no, don't. No, no, just a minute. I, I have to pack some clothes and even milk and... Oh, I'm so happy. I, I think I'll give you a kiss. Be quiet, Tinkerbell. What's a kiss? Well, a, uh, a kiss is... Oh, just stand still. And I'll show you. Oh! Oh, what is it? It's in my hair. Oh! It's in my hair. Hank! Hank, now stop it. What in the world? Tinkerbell, I don't know what got into her. Well, all I was going to do was give you a... Oh. Oh, I see. She certainly got mad about something. Dear me! Michael, wake up! Look! Dear, we've wakened my brothers. Oh, dear, Pam. I'm Michael. And my name's John. How do you do? Well, look, John. A firefly. Oh, no, Michael. Not a firefly. A pixie. <laughs> she says you're a big, ugly girl. Amazing. Simply amazing. Well, come on, Wendy. Let's go. Where are we going? To Never Never Land. Never Never Land? Lou and Pete taking us. Oh. But of course. Oh, I couldn't go without Michael and John. Captain Hook is in Never Land the Land, is he not? I should like very much to cross swords with the real buccaneer. Yeah. Oh, so pirates, too. Well, all right. But you'll have to take orders. But, but how do we get to Never Land? How? Why, we fly, of course. Oh, but we can't fly. Of course you can. It's easy. All you do is... Is, uh... Gee, that's funny. What's the matter? Don't you know? Oh, sure. It's, it's just that I never thought about it before. Let's see. That's it. You think of a wonderful thought. Any happy little thought? Uh-huh. Like toys at Christmas? Play bells? No? Yep. Watch me now. Here I go. It's easier than power. It can fly. It can fly. Now you try. I'll think of a mammy's lagoon. Oh, underneath a magic moon. I'll think I'm in a pirate's cave. I think I'll be an Indian grave. Now, everybody try. One, two, three. We can fly! We can fly! We can fly! This won't do. What's the matter with you? All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust! Dust? Yup, just a little bit of pixie dust. All right, Tick, get her some pixie dust. You should say not. Well, I say you shall. It's an order. What is that? Oh, it's a movie. Now, think of the happiest thing. It's the same as having wings. Let's all try it just once more. Look, we're rising off the floor. Oh, my. We can fly. We can fly. We can fly. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Off to Never Never Land. Higher and higher and higher. All in all, the most exhilarating experience. 
Except for Tinkerbell, that is, who's just a little jealous and doesn't like the idea at all. Anyway, when the city disappeared underneath the clouds and the stars grew bigger and bigger... Where is it, Peter? Which direction now to Never Never Land? There it is, Wendy. The second start of the right and straight on the morning. good shape when people try to outdo each other in doing things for others. <laughs> if that sounds a little confused, uh, let me tell you what I mean. In Tokyo, two of the commanding generals' honor guard platoons each adopted an orphanage. They sent work parties to repair roofs, walls, ceilings, windows, and floors to fix the plumbing and renew kitchen and heating facilities. Intense rivalry developed between the units as to which could do the most. Each platoon solicited money at its pay tables. They bought bolts of cloth and had warm clothes made for their protégés. It's the kind of game, the kind of a rivalry that we like to hear about, because it's one in which everybody wins. And such acts by you and your friends today are shaping our world of tomorrow. Now, our producer, Mr. Cummings. Act two of Peter Pan, starring Bobby Driscoll as Peter and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy, with John Carradine as Captain Hook and Bill Thompson as Smee. That cursed crocodile fancies the taste of me so well, he's followed me ship ever since. 
licking his chop for the rest of me. And you'd have had you by now, Captain, if he hadn't swallowed that alarm clock. But now when he's about, he warns you, you might stay with his tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Quiet, Mr. C. Enough of that infernal sound. But, but, but that ain't me, sir. I ain't talking to Chris. Oh, oh, no, no. Now, down there, look, there in the water. Now see if he ain't found you again. He's looking right at you, Captain. Half-eyed with anticipation, as the poet says. Save me, Mr. Smee. Oh, don't let him get me. Don't let him get me. Here now. Shame on you. Upset the poor captain. There'll be no end out today. Now, shoot. Come on. Shoot. He's backing off, sir. Nothing to fret about. I can't stand it any longer. I can't, I tell you. I can't. Well, now, that being the case, sir, why don't we leave Never Never Land? We ought to be sending to business, Captain. Like pretty ships and pretty gullets. I've told you a hundred times. We don't lift anchor till that wretched Peter Pan hangs from the yard off. Captain, look. It's him. It's Peter Pan. Peter Pan, Neverland? Forever. Oh, no, Peter. 
Not forever. Well, for a week, then. Come on, Wendy, I'll show you the island. Oh, I see the mermaid's set. Mermaid's lagoon. Who wants to see mermaids? Let's go hunting. All right, boys. Well, I show Wendy the Mermaid Lagoon. You take John and Michael and go and capture a few Indians. John, you can be a leader. I shall try to be worthy of my post, sir. Three women, hard march. Captain Hook's voice. I do it rather well, I think. Mr. Smee! 
Isn't that wonderful? Uh, yes, Captain. Release the princess. Take her back to her people. Aye, aye, Captain. Release the princess. But, 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 Captain. Watch me, no, watch me, sir. Me. Aye, aye, sir. All right, Tiger Lily. Back to the rowboat, my lady. I told you all along, human beings would never be tried to Peter Pan. And just what do you think you are doing, Mr. Smee? Just what you say, me, Captain. Carrying out orders. Get her back on that rock, you blithering idiot. And tie up. Let her back, Wendy. Wendy, he should make up his mind. Let her go, put her back, let her go. The man's a fool to go this way. after him through the boiling water, snapping and grinning hopefully. But reached his ship, he did, scrambling up the anchor chain just as the crocodile's jaws crashed behind him. And from the shore came Peter Pan's talking cry of victory. Captain, he tried to 
bag of Doritos is in. Cook's cut up with jealous. That's it, Miss. That's it. Oh, this wonderful news, extraordinary vapor. Why, a jealous female can be tricked into anything. All we have to do is convince Tinkerbell that we're either to help her, and the little wind will chart our course straight to Japan's hiding place. Mr. Smith, take the long boat and go ashore. But if it's all a thing, you, Captain, I'll stay on board and play Quidditch with the cook. Never yeah, eat you, Smith. You'll find Tinkerbell and bring her to me, understand? <laughs> you? Yes, sir. Well, bless you, Mr. Smith. Poor Tinkerbell. Banished by Peter Pan, alone, dejected, he's easily captured by Mr. Smee. And now, back on the pirate And so, my dear Miss Bell, I have invited you aboard the ship to chat with a mutual friend, that dear lad, Peter Pan. <laughs> ah, Mr. Smee, what lovely news. What joy. What feeling. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Miss Bell, I want to tell Peter... I want you to tell him that I bear him no ill feeling. Oh, Pan has his fault, to be sure. And bringing that Wendy to the island, for instance. Dangerous business, that. Why, same rumor has it that already she has come between you and Peter. What's this? Yes, Miss Bell. Ah, then it is true. Let this be a lesson to you, Mr. Smith. Ah, the way of a man with a maid. Taking the best years of her life, and then casting her aside like, like an old drop. It's a human shine, that's what it is. Ah, but we mustn't judge Peter too harshly, my dear. It's that Wendy who's to blame. But he's no choice. We must save the lad from himself. A very good question, ma'am. But how indeed? You see, when the anchor come tomorrow, we sail away. That it's me. We'll Shanghai Wendy. Oh, Billy, sir. Simply Billy. Take her to sea with us. With Wendy gone, Peter will soon forget this mad infatuation. Me, we must go ashore at once. Surround Pan's home. Oh, but Captain, we don't know where Pan lives. Great stop. He is a mind like a steel trap. What's that, my dear? You can cut. One enters the tree, climbs down below the ground. And venture to a cave. Finger or a hook on Peter Pan. Eureka, me, we found him at last. Listen to the little dear. She wants to go back to the island. <laughs> Miss Bell, you'll be more helpful. But the only place you're going is, is in this lantern. A pretty little prison. For a pretty little pixie. Come along, see. Peter Pan's me prisoner this night, or I'm not Captain Hook. Oh, oh a pirate life is a wonderful life, but only over the sea. You see, the will continue in just a few moments. Corporal Sam Adler of the 2nd Armored Division had an idea that he could put his talent to work for the betterment of German-American relations. His background included two college degrees in music, and he knew that there were many musicians in the Army. So he organized the 7th Army Symphony Orchestra. It was a spare time project that soon gained official notice, 
and the group made a total of 44 appearances in 43 days. New and difficult scores were learned almost overnight. German and American music was played at each concert. Everywhere the orchestra traveled, the audiences greeted it with amazement and wild applause. Here was a group, a cross-section of America, representing all races and creeds that brought together thousands of people on a common cultural and spiritual plane. There's no doubt that through the medium of music, Corporal Sam Adler made a substantial contribution to the improvement of German-American relations. Such acts as these by you and your friends today are shaping our world of tomorrow. The curtain rises on Act Three of Peter Pan, starring Bobby Driscoll as Peter and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy. John Carradine as Captain Hook, and Bill Thompson as Smee. Well, it's now late at night. On one side of the island of Never Never Land, Captain Hook, Mrs. Smee, and the pirates sneak stealthily ashore toward Hangman's Tree in Peter Pan's home. The children have just returned there from the Indian and Captain, and Wendy's having a little difficulty getting her younger brother to go to sleep. Now, I don't want to have to tell you again. Take off the war piece and feathers and get ready for bed. Really, Wendy. There are times when you try my patience. Nice. Me and Grace. Grace, no sleep. All for days without sleep. But, boys, we're going home in the morning. Home? The idea is ridiculous. Oh, Wendy, we don't want to go home. Well, you can't stay. You need a mother. We all do. Aren't you our mother, Wendy? Why, Michael, of course not. Surely you haven't forgotten our real mother. Did she have silky ears and wear a fur coat? Oh, no, Michael. That was Nana the dog. I think I had a mother once. You did, Tommy? Oh, what was she like? I forget. I had a white rat. That's no mother. Now, if you'd all be quiet, I'd try to tell you what a mother is. Well, a mother, a real mother, is the most wonderful person in the world. She's the angel voice that bids you good night, kisses your cheeks, whispers sleep tight. Your mother and mine, your mother and mine, the helping hand that guides me.
go to, huh? Me too, Annie. Let me go too. I'm sure Mother would be glad to have you. Uh, Daddy, if Peter doesn't mind... Go on, go. But I'm warning you. Once you've grown up, you can never come back. Never. Well, how do you like that? What's wrong with Pam? Well, then, shall we be off? You'll be back. Goodbye, Peter. And thank you just the same. Quickly, the children ran from the cave, then through the tunnel, up the steps, and out the hollow trunk of Hangman's tree. And there, surrounding them, is Captain Hook and his wretched crew. Away with them, men! Take them back to my ship! And now, Mr. Smith, you take care of Master Pat. He's still down there, Captain. I heard it. The bomb, Mr. Smith. All I have to do now is lower this box containing the bomb down the hollow tree. There we are. Uh, uh, Captain, wouldn't it be more humane like just a slip and gunner? That it would, Mr. Smith. But I've given me work to think about not to lay a finger or a hook on Peter Pat. <laughs> and Captain Hook never breaks a promise. And now, Mr. Smee, I shall interview the three young ones from Bloomsbury Street. You are in the garden, man. Never! Well, young masters and miss, you've heard me proposition. Either you join the crew or walk the plank. Oh, no, we won't. Peter Pan will save us. Did you hear that, Mr. Smee? Pan will save them. <laughs> I not see what's so funny. Then allow me to tell you, dear lady, I left a present for Pan, a sort of surprise package, you might say. Package, <laughs> to be sure. Why, I can see our little friend at this very moment. Reading the tender inscription that I wrote upon the box. To Peter with love from Wendy. Do not open until six o'clock. What time is it, Mr. Smith? <laughs> Twenty seconds from six. <laughs> Could he but see within the package, Miss Wendy, he would find an ingenious little device. So delicately set that when the hands of the clock reach six, Peter Pan will be blasted out of Never Never Land forever. The bomb! Oh, no. Forty seconds. Thirty seconds. Twelve. Yes, Captain Hook's triumph is at hand. Is there nothing or no one remaining to thwart this evil man? Ah, but Chris, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell, the little pixie, unknown to Captain Hook, Tinkerbell has escaped, and she's flown from the ship swiftly to Peter Pan. Oh, hi, Tink. Hey, I thought I'd banished you. Take a look at this box. Wendy left it for me. Give it to you. Now stop that. Let go of it. What's the matter with you? Bomb? Captain Hook. Don't be silly. How could Captain Hook... Look, it's smoking. It is a bomb. Stand back, Tink. I'll throw it out of the cave. <laughs> And so passes a worthy opponent, Mr. Smee, a kindly remove your hand. Amen. And now, Miss Wendy and gentlemen, which will it be? 
the pen or the plank. Captain Hook, my brothers and I will never join your crew. As you wish. All right, the pills right. Off the plank they go. You ain't got me, Wendy. Ladies first, you know. Goodbye, boy. Goodbye, Goodbye, Wendy. Be brave, won't you? I shall strive to, Wendy. Well, she walked the plank, did she not? Straight to the end, and then she jumped. Then, where's the splash? It happened in the nose splash. Not a sound. Not a blooming ripple. Well, go to the rail and look. No splash. Here we go. Well, she didn't make no splash. So you want the splash, Mr. Tarkin? I'll tell you a scoop. Who's next, you pack of nincompoops? Who else wants to hear a splash? You're next, Cook. This time you've gone too far. And Wendy, he saved Wendy. Captain, look, him and the girl up in the rigging. He caught It's his drinking ghost what's talking. Say your prayer, Buck. Ghost indeed. I'll hunt him through for all of you. Peter encountered the deck, sword in hand. First he flashed the ropes that bound the lost boy together, and as they swarmed across the deck, passing the pirates, Peter engaged the master fiend himself. Don't take it, For what you've done to Wendy and to her brother. To say nothing of the lost boys in Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell? She saved my life. Bad she is sick. And she means more to me than anyone in the world. So take that. And that. And that. No mere boy. I think the demon. Your steel will never touch me. You forget her. I can fly. A flying devil. Then fly, Howard. Howard? Me? You wouldn't dare engage me man to man. You fly away like a cowardly sparrow. Nobody calls Pan a coward and lives. I'll fight your man to man, and with one hand behind my back. Cross your heart, you won't fly. No, no, it's a thing. I give you my word. Then let's have a hit. In villain, you prepare to die. Fly, Peter, fly. You're the master of grown men. No, never. I gave my word. Never. Before or since, as mortal man seen such a duel, they fought on the deck, they battled in the rigging, and they parried on the yard. And then, pressing his opponent to the rail, Pan at long last, touched his steel to the scrawny throat of Captain Hook. Yeah! You wouldn't, lad. You wouldn't do in old Hook now, would you? I told you before. Say your prayers. Ah, I'll go away forever. And don't look for help from your crew. They've already deserted you. They left this ship in the longboat. Oh, it's a sad day for piracy and crime. Sad, sad boy. I'll do anything you say. Well, all right then. I'll throw you on this one condition. If you say you're a codfish. Uh, I'm a codfish. Louder. I'm a codfish. All right, Buck. You're free to go and never return. You're right, you girl. I always had him with me iron hook. This is the end. I was a fool to cut you. And since you're a codfish, into the sea you go where you belong. Crocodile. No! 
saw Captain Hook, he was still swimming, hotly pursued over the horizon by a very happy crocodile. Hook's ship now belongs to Peter Pan, and the very first command from Captain Pan is directed at Peter Pan. Well, Tank, we're hoisting the anchor. I hereby order you to sprinkle this entire ship with pixie dust. We're flying down to London. Exactly what happened. Full sail to the wind. The ship sped down the Milky Way and over London Town. It left two boys and one girl safely in their home on Bloomsbury Street. When their parents returned and went up the stairs to make sure their children were asleep. I'm so glad you changed your mind about Wendy. After all, George, she still is a child. Oh, stop, Mary. No, I never mean no thing. Well, in the morning, we'll tell her she may... George! George, Wendy's not in her bed. Huh? Quickly, dear, turn up the lamp. Wendy, what on earth are you doing at the window? Asleep, dear, at the window? Oh, Mother, we're back. Back? Yes, Father, from Never Never Land. Never Never Land? Oh, yes, but I am. Uh, am? Uh, ready to go up, Father. Oh, oh, well, my dear, all in good time. After all, perhaps we were a little hasty. Oh, but it was such a wonderful adventure. Why, we were even kidnapped tonight. Mm -hmm. And I knew Peter Pan would save us, and he did. And we all called him a coffee. Huh? <laughs> oh, Captain Hook, I know. Oh. And then we sailed away on a ship in the sky. Hmm. Mary, I'm going to bed. Oh, Mother. He really is wonderful, isn't he? Look out the window. See how well he sails the ship. Now, dear, there's nothing out there in the sky except... George! George, look! Now what? There, against the moon. <laughs> you know, Mary, I have the strangest feeling that I've seen that ship before, a long time ago, when I was a little boy. Yes, Wendy, dear, he really is wonderful. There's no better time to start.
Such acts by you and your friends today are shaping our world of tomorrow. And now, Mr. Cummings with our stars. And here they are, Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> I mean, Bobby Driscoll and Catherine Beaumont. And don't forget John Carradine, who played Captain Hunt. Mr. Carradine played my father, Mr. Darling. Of course, children. Mr. Carradine is very versatile. So we cast him as both Mr. Darling and Captain Hunt. John, tell Bobby and Kathy about your one-man show. Yes. It's called a character of famous role. I've seen from Hamlet and Macbeth, Julius Caesar. Oh, we certainly want to see the show, Mr. Carradine. You know, I want to study Shakespeare, even if the best roles do go to the men. Oh, what an enchanting voice Tinkerbell has. Oh, Mr. Carradine, listen to that. It's the crocodile after you again. No, Kathy, that's just nearest watch. He's telling me it's time for us to leave. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And have a wonderful trip. Once again, the holiday season is here. And may it be a joyous Christmas for you. Knowing that at last our country is at peace, May we continue to pray that the wonderful words spoken on the first Christmas day 2,000 years ago will prevail throughout the world, that they may truly be peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Mr. Smee, Herb Butterfield as the narrator, Christopher Cook as John, Richard Beals as Michael, Mary Flynn as Mrs. Darling, Billy Bletcher as the Indian Chief, Michael Miller as Cubby, Stuffy Singer as Foxy, Earl Keane as Nana, and Chef Lincoln and Eddie Marr as the Pirates. Coming. Our orchestra is under the direction of Rudy Schrager.